Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Start and end your day with the good news. The good news with Angie Austin. Find the podcast of past shows at AngieAustinRadio.com. Now, here's Angie Austin and friends with the good news. Hey, welcome to the good news. Excited to be here. Hope you had a good weekend. Moose, how's your, how are your kids doing? Oh, they're, they're doing all right. Um, Toby and Sayla have this weird cough, but I think we wore them out over the oh. weekend. We pushed them too far. Went what to Casa, ben- Casa Bonita and then the zoo yesterday, and then got home and they just had this horrible cough. I'm like, oh, Did they get on. the cough at Casa Bonita for the burritos? <laughs> no, it's like where they get like dysentery or something. No, no, no. It was fun. It was fun. <laughs> we are joking, Casa Bonita. We love you, but your food, it, yeah, we, you know, not quite as much as we love you. Right. 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 And so it was fun. I think we just like we thought that they were getting over it, and then we had this big weekend. I think we pushed them too far. Yeah. And then they started coughing again last night. And exhausted them. Well, I did the Night of Hope for uh, our friends at But God Ministries. Oh, yeah. How'd that go? It was wonderful. They did a really nice job raising money to get a safe house. And uh, so Karen Austin gave her testimony, you know, and how she, uh, her faith really saved her life, you know, Mm -hmm. getting out of a 25-year, you know, abusive marriage. And I get to meet her family. And I just really felt like the heart of the event, you know, I go to a lot of these events and sometimes... People go because their friends are going and, you know, they're big philanthropists and they like to donate money and it's kind of a date night. Don't get me wrong. That's also wonderful. But I really felt this was a smaller event where people were really attached uh, to the ministry and had either been um, involved in domestic violence themselves in terms of getting out of a bad relationship or somehow connected because of a family member. So people were really They're invested. invested with their heart more than their wallet. That's yeah, cool. Yeah, yeah. And I think both. There was one guy who was so funny. He said something like, uh, you know, if uh, if I were as rich as I was good looking, I'd be in great shape. And then he started <laughs> bidding on things. I'm like, well, sir, apparently you're very good looking and also doing well in the finance department because he kept bidding on things in the auction. So, And they had one of the coolest things was this Bible box. I've never seen one. And it was a hand-carved Bible box. And it's like... Um, like a table almost, like um, a piano like bench for, per se, and you open it, and rather than put you know music books in there, um, it's squattier, and you put Bibles in there. I thought it was so cool. Oh. Yeah, and people donated a lot of beautiful things. People have great hearts. Very nice. Okay, so we've got some good news for you here coming up. We've got first. I want to start with um, this ninety-five-year-old man. His name is Charles. Did oh. you see him? <laughs> yeah. Isn't he? I sent it to my dad, too, because Charles has just uh, broken a world record for sprinting at 95. And I know you're like, oh, please. But did you see him sprint? Like, you'd think he'd run like an old man. And a little bit he did, but he's moving. Right. Once he gets his momentum going, it's like... Like makes me feel fat and lazy all the time. It's like he threw the cane to the side and took off in a sprint. You know what I mean? Like he didn't have a cane. But okay, so the funniest thing about him is that um, uh, he started working out in bodybuilding and such because of his vanity. He wanted to look better at 87 is when he started the bodybuilding. Right. 80 is when he started the running. And at 95, he breaks this world record for the indoor 200-meter sprint. And so I grabbed a little bit of just an interview of him talking about um, what he is attempting to do 
you know, as he gets older. And I think it's just, even if you're not old per se, I think it's just incentive for all of us to try to be the best we can be as we age gracefully. Oh, of course. Yeah, so take a listen to Charles and his story. The idea is that uh, I want to, I want to change the world, you see. I want to, I want to make, uh, I want to make uh, old age something wonderful, stupendous, glorious, fantastic, superb, interesting, exciting. I want to make old age the best part of one's life. So, 87 you started bodybuilding? I started bodybuilding, yes, simply because uh, I was very vain and I noticed that my body had deteriorated and I wanted to uh, improve my appearance. And so I joined a bodybuilding club. I also employed a previous Mr. Universe as my personal trainer. And uh, he trained me for two years. Okay, come on. He's not messing around. He hired a... He's 87. And he goes and hires a previous Mr. Universe to train him in bodybuilding. Well, you know, why not start at the top of the game? That way, you, you know, you have something to achieve. It's just so funny. And imagine the Mr. Universe getting that phone call. Hi, it's me, Charles. I'm 87, and uh, I'd like to start bodybuilding. I mean, like that must have your services. Yes. That must have been a hoot. So now he's 95, and hey, we shouldn't be laughing too much because he could just break a world record in indoor sprinting. So here, but keep in mind, he's a retired dentist. But I think what he's saying when he talks about retirement here is he thinks if you give up on everything and retire from life, that that's like putting your foot in the grave. Right. So well, like what uh, Dr. Joe says, cruise ship or the retirement home. Yeah. Yeah. Cruise ship or retirement home. So he's basically saying don't retire from life. Like keep pursuing things. Like he's pursuing fitness and, mm -hmm. and these record-breaking sprinting goals. So here he is talking a little bit more about his goals. Here's Charles. And uh, moving on, what message would you give to other people, perhaps retiring now? Oh Once no, re re retirement, retirement is a health catastrophe and a financial disaster. Any, anybody that retires is putting one foot into a chamber of horrors. Because it's, um, in my opinion, uh, work is the most important thing uh, for a healthy old age. Number one is work, number two is nutrition, and number three is exercise in that order. <laughs> is it time for tea and crumpets yet? <laughs> Wait, I'm starting. I'm cracking up because you know what number four is? You know what he's looking for? What's that? A girlfriend. Oh. Yeah, because he said, what else is on your list? And he said, a girlfriend. I'm looking for a girlfriend. Hey, and at 95, more power to him, huh? Right. Right. Well, let's see if Dr. D can keep up with him in 95, huh? Wow. But they're both dentists. Isn't that crazy? I love that story. Okay, so we've got that one. And uh, I did an interview earlier today just with somebody about aging gracefully, and he talked so much about fitness and, you know, just continuing to strive to be your guest, your best no matter what your age. And so I just, I, found, I find these guys and my dad too at 81, almost 81, to be very inspirational mm -hmm. fitness-wise, you know? Oh, of course. Like you see all the people I used to work at a mall, and you'd see all like you know grandmas and grandpas show up there two hours before I show up, dope in the mall, and they're you know doing their exercise, trying to stay fit. And it's really it's those amazing. mall walkers. That's for real. Oh yeah, really. Yeah, and, like they get competitive. Like I've logged three laps today. How many? Oh, you only did one and a half. <laughs> really? Well, my goal by the end of the week is twenty-seven. I'm gonna reach that by Wednesday. <laughs> they compete with 
Oh, yes. I love that. I got to go early and check out those mall walkers, especially in cold climates. That's fabulous. Okay, so this little guy um, is so sweet. Um, his dad his dad passed away, and this little boy received a surprise in the mail from his father, which com nobody can quite figure out how it happened. But to him and to his mom, maybe it's the formal goodbye that his dad didn't get to give him. So here's the first part of the story. There's something special about a first child. For Rowan Torres's dad, Joseph. He adored him. I mean, it was his life, pretty much. Rowan was what he lived for. He was what he dreamed of. Every star he ever wished on and every wishbone he ever broke, he always wished for a son. Rowan's mom, Julia, says that's why Joseph worked so hard, leaving his family in Colorado to get two master's degrees at MIT. But he would always write to his son. Hello from Pennsylvania. In fact, on his drive back home in 2007, he even sent postcards. I vaguely remember him saying that I always sent five or six. Those postcards, along with pictures and keepsakes, helped Julia keep Rowan's father's memory alive. On March 13, 2013, Joseph died at just 41 years old. It's a brain disease that kind of turns your brain into a sponge. Rowan never had a chance to say goodbye to his hero. A very nice person, a very good person, and a very good dad. Oh, oh you're a, you're such a softy, you too. It's it's. I know that the idea of leaving your kid at 41 does that not like break your heart? When I was editing this piece, I'm like, I will not cry. I will not cry. Oh my goodness, Bill, the producer, before you used to sit over there and sob in the corner, and then Angela, his <laughs> wife, said he'd come home, tell her the stories, and he'd cry again. Oh, and geez. I said his job was supposed to be when I cry, he talks. That's what my producers do. When I cry, the producer talks. But mm -hmm. with Bill, he cried, and I had to talk. Seriously, oh, remember Billy. that, Jorge? He was such a softy. He would yeah. cry. Remember, his, he'd start blinking and his eyes would get all red. Yeah. <laughs> he was so, I think this job softened him because he, he, he got cynical, you know, covering regular news and then doing this job, producer Bill got uh, to be a softy. Yeah, he would cry a lot, like most of every good news. <laughs> yes, he, he would cry almost every good news segment. Oh. We had to bring Kleenex in here for him. I <laughs> Was love that part that. of the budget? Yes, part of the budget for Bill's Kleenex. All right, so uh, little Rowan. Uh, it talks a little bit more about getting this postcard from his dad and the closure that it gave him and just a really neat memento to have from his father all these years after losing his dad. Just a few days before the two-year anniversary of his dad's death, something unexpected arrived in the mail. I love you and I miss you so much. See you soon. Love, Daddy. It was a postcard Joseph sent to his son nearly eight years ago. He sent the postcard in 2007 along the way and it finally showed up in 2015. I don't know how it just happens sometimes. Rowan and his mom may never know how it happened, but they have their own reasons as to why. I feel like that was the, the final goodbye that he didn't get to say. A goodbye nearly eight years later, but a reminder to Rowan that his dad will always be with him. This is like a keepsake. That's oh, sweet. Yeah, when, where was this postcard for the past almost eight years? Yeah, isn't that crazy? You wonder, you know, and just the fact that it just showed up, did it fall in some crack somewhere? Did it get delivered to the wrong location? I mean, you'd love to know, like, where it was and how this happens. Right. Like, kind of like a flat Stanley. Where has it been? Where is it going? 
Right. Well, and then something she just can't explain because, you know, there was an update on that rescue we talked about last week with the little girl that was upside down in the river and her mom had oh, passed away yeah. and they're in Utah and it's a freezing, you know, river. So the mom's no longer alive. The baby is upside down. Lily, I think her name is. Um, and she's in her car seat and she's suffering from hypothermia. She's not making any noise when the rescue people arrive. But they swear, all four of them, that they heard a mother's voice calling softly for help. And she wasn't there. Like some things you just can't explain. Yeah, it gives me goosebumps just thinking about it. Have you, se- have you seen the video of how well she's doing now? I, well, I've uh, read the article. I didn't get a chance to watch the video, but. Playing patty cake with her dad and, you know, start. she talks a little bit. You know, she's just a toddler still. Mm-hmm. So, just you know, I'm that baby slash toddler age, just over a year. And, um, yeah, she's out of the hospital already. That's amazing. And just uh, four people accounting, you know, if just one officer said that, everyone would be like, oh, you're full of baloney. But four uh, you know, it's a God thing right there. I know. And you don't hear it on the video, you know, because they, they, that's what I saw. I saw the rescue video. Right. When they're running for her. It's just unbelievable, unbelievable story. Okay, so that's a boy gets postcard. Now, as a dad, Jorge, does that hit you a little more hearing from this little boy? Yeah. Yeah. How about you, Moose? Does that, like, hit you a little bit? You know, yeah, just think, well, there's this video that kind of went viral last week. I think it's, like, from China or somewhere, but it's been dubbed into English, of this little girl saying, you know, my dad is fun. He works hard. He does all these things, and I love him, but he lies. And I'm like, well, what does he lie about? He lies about not being hungry. He lies about not being tired. And you see this dad just working hard and, like, suffering for his kids, trying to hide it, but the kids see it. And, you know, some people saw that video i'm like oh how horrible for that dad to lie but like no as a dad i see like how like how much hard effort i put in to take care of my family to work for my kids to make them happy and healthy even though i'm the one like sacrificing time away from them at least they're taken care of so this dad he goes across the country to get the degree so he can take better care of his family to mail those postcards it's like yes and so just like when i saw that video last week about that girl writing the letter to her dad i was a blubbery hot mess over in my cube yeah I and then i put it. it on facebook and my sister texted me not cool bro not cool now i'm a blubbering hot mess oh no it made <laughs> so, her your sister got emotional too yeah, yeah well and i know you know i know how hard you work to support your family and you know uh you know your wife stays home with the kids and it's a sacrifice for you guys and you have an extra job you have your own business as well as working here so mm-hmm. i know that's a big deal for you and your wife you guys love kids your wife would love to have like the 19 kids and counting family <laughs> You know, so I don't see any end in sight for you in terms of, you know, working hard to take care of the family. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> You're like, thanks, Sooner Sooner or later, we'll put a kibosh on that. We're not going to be the partridges you know, <laughs> torn in a bus, but I'm sure that would be her hopes and dreams if she had her way. I know. It's so funny. They were expensive, those little buggers, diapers mm-hmm. and formula and all that stuff. Oh, goodness. All right. Um, I have another good news story for you. And this one, um, it's, it's not going to seem like a good news story because it's so unbelievable to me, just the the forgiveness involved in this story. Um, it has to do with a baby that was stolen and uh, the From family. the hospital. Yes, yes, from the hospital. But even, I'm very forgiving. My cousin even said at Christmas time, you're the most forgiving person I know. And this mother's level of forgiveness is beautiful to me, but I kind of understand why she's come to forgiveness so soon. So basically you're gonna hear in the story that um, they had more kids after their baby was stolen from the hospital. And one of them is now in high school and she she ends up coming home and saying, mom, dad, there's a girl that looks just like me at school. Well, you can imagine what's gonna happen with that, right? That this ends up being the baby. Now, the reason I think that mom is saying she's so forgiving is twofold. First of all, because apparently the girl's grown up to be the stolen baby's a beautiful uh, human being like a really nice kid but secondly she loves the family 
Mm-hmm. And so she also, the, mo- the real mother, wants to bond with that family because the family's now been, you know, take, they're under arrest. Yeah. So let's hear a little bit about this story of uh, forgiveness and finding that stolen baby. Celeste and Mornay nurse knew their baby girl for just three days before she was snatched from her hospital cot. It's heartbreaking as a mom. You can't stop thinking about her. Is she okay? Is she not being abused? Is she loved? Is she in a warm house? The nurses had three more children, but there was always a hole in their hearts. Every year, they celebrated the birthday of their missing daughter. Then, 17 years on, their second daughter, Cassidy, began high school and made a remarkable discovery. Cassidy came home and she told me, Daddy, there's a girl at school that resembles me completely. So I made it my duty to meet this girl. He even managed to take a few photographs and the resemblance was uncanny. The police were brought in and a nail-biting six-week wait began, during which DNA tests were taken. Then a detective phoned. I was so scared to answer the phone. I said, hello? Yes? Celeste, you're a mother again. I said, no. And at first I said, no, I couldn't talk. I couldn't talk at all. My friend had to take the phone. I couldn't talk now. Zephanie had been living just a few miles away. Can you believe that? A few miles away this whole time. Unbelievable. It's crazy. Unbelievable. I I wanted to to find the baby at the at the high school. Yeah. And that she, I mean, they ended up going to high school together. The, the sisters, it's unbelievable. And they, they knew because, you know, they celebrated the birthday. All the other kids knew the baby had been stolen. And they kept looking all these years later. Well, here's part two, and you'll hear about the mother's forgiveness. I burst out into tears when I saw her. And she, she kept me like this in her arms. The first time when she saw her dad, and he was standing, she was standing in front, and he was standing at the back. And I, I couldn't know. I didn't, I couldn't explain the feeling, what I was feeling. And when she came to me, I just, I couldn't stop crying. I couldn't stop crying. I said, finally, I found you. For 17 years, I've been looking for you. I found you finally. You're mine again. That will make me cry. <laughs> Look, the bond was there. So when I saw her, I, I, I explained to her the feeling that you had. It explains it all. And um... the family who cared for her for 17 years and the parents she's just met have to face each other in court. But the mother who longed for her for 17 years says she won't keep her from the family who raised her. When I see the woman that took her, I would like to give her a hug when I see her and I say, thank you for what you have done. You've done a good job. Look at my daughter. She's beautiful inside out. And the young girl has been taken to a place of safety as she slowly gets to know her birth family. Wow. Beautiful inside out. That's amazing. That is a beautiful story of forgiveness. Hey, coming up, don't go away. You're going to want to hear from these wonderful ARC ambassadors. We have such a great relationship with ARC. They hire differently abled people to work as their ambassadors, and I think they really brighten the stores. And uh, I love to shop there. It's shopping with a purpose because the money goes to a great cause. Coming up, ARC is next. The love of Christ lives on 810 KLVZ. Do you need money for your school or maybe you need money for your organization? I have a great idea for you. It's called Buck a Bag. So you get all the parents, let's say, at your school to bring in clothing and shoes. And for every medium-sized bag, your school or organization gets a dollar. A thousand bags of clothing and shoes, you get a thousand dollars. And then all of those bags of goods go to ARC. And all of that money will then in turn help the disabled community. I have Miranda from ARC here. Uh, Tell us a little more, Miranda. Yes, it's a wonderful fundraiser. It's very popular among schools, sports organizations. 
organizations, churches. It's a great way to earn money for your nonprofit organization. So Excellent. collect bags and boxes of donations. Give us a call. We'll come pick them up, count them, and then pay you accordingly, a dollar per bag or per box. It's a great way to raise money for your school or not-for-profit organization. Tell us how we do it. Give us your website and instructions, Miranda. You can find our contact information on arcthrift.org. Click on Mission and then click on Raise Money for Your Cause and you'll find my contact information there. Excellent. A buck a bag. Do you ever feel like you're just searching for a church and you just can't find the right one? Well, I must have looked for about 10 years. I have to tell you, I've never been so excited to go to church. I feel that Pastor John Moreland, my pastor, that's you, John, um, has a real gift for teaching. And there's so much love in that church. And I've never felt more welcome. And I have to tell you, Pastor Moreland, I just... I, I love going to church now. I learn something every week, and, I, and I, I just feel so blessed by you. It makes me cry. Well, I'm humbled to hear you say that. Denver Christian Bible Church is about two things. One, we want to make genuine connections with people, and two, we want to genuinely connect those people to Jesus. Thursday night, we connect. You can go to dinner. You get to know people. And then on Sundays, I just feel like it's a time of getting together and learning. And I feel I'm always hugged. I've never been hugged so many times in my life by people who are really happy to see me there. And so I feel like I'm growing, but I also feel like I have a support system at Denver Christian Bible Church. So if people would like to come, how do they reach you, Pastor Moreland? Please go to our website. You can download our sermons for free and find out where we are, denverbible.org. Ladies, this is Rick Thielen from Life Choices. Do I have an exciting announcement for you? It is the Mad Hatter's Ladies' Lunch, March 21st. You don't want to miss this. It's at North Bland Christian Church from 1030 to 1 o'clock. Chris Howard is our keynote speaker, and she is excited about coming and helping Life Choices raise funds for the things that we do. We help ladies with unplanned pregnancies. We help ladies that are recovering from past abortions, and we go into public schools with our education program. This is a great, great program. It's going to be a fun afternoon of fun lunch. How do you get tickets for it? Glad you asked. Go to lifematters.org. That is lifematters.org and get your tickets right there. They're $25 a person and it'll go to a great cause. Come to Life Choices Mad Hatters Ladies Lunch. The Life Choices Mad Hatters Ladies Lunch is March 21st. Wear your craziest hat and enjoy a delightful lunch featuring keynote speaker Chris Howard from Duck Dynasty. It's a great event for an even better cause. Go to lifematters.org for tickets and details. Christ's love lives in His Word. The new 810 KLVZ. Welcome back to the good news. Well, the good news is there's a wonderful way for you to shop with a purpose. And I have such a heart for ARC. You've heard about ARC on my show several times because I bring the ambassadors in oftentimes to talk about their jobs and what they do. And I love shopping there because all of the money, I feel like, goes to a great purpose. And you can I donate there. And uh, we talked recently about the dollar a bag deal that they have going that you can raise money for your charity by, let's say your school, for instance, wanted to raise some money. You'd tell all the parents to bring in clothes and then ARC will give you a dollar for each bag for your nonprofit. I love that buck a bag program. And Erica Porter, a volunteer coordinator, you brought some of the ambassadors and also our friend Dominic Rivera in. Um, tell everybody a little bit about where the money goes to at ARC when we come in and buy all like my wonderful pants I'm wearing here. Aren't they fabulous? Uh, your pants are fabulous today. Um, when you shop with ARC, you're actually you're shopping to help with advocacy for individuals with intellectual and developmental disabilities. So in Colorado, we support all of the ARC chapters who provide advocacy for individuals within the state of Colorado. We help try to remove that, that burden from those chapters so that they can focus on helping the individuals who are in um, need in their counties. 
And I love, too, I feel like the whole family is helped when someone, um, I, I use the example sometimes of Lori, one of the ambassadors that comes in before she was even working at ARC. She needed a new wheelchair because it was real painful for her to be in it. She'd outgrown the one she had. And imagine all day long you're in a wheelchair and it hurts all day long. And so they helped her get a new wheelchair. And that is a, a benefit to the whole family. She's not in as much pain. It's easier for her mom to push her around, you know, when she takes her places. And uh, another thing I love about what you guys do besides just advocating for, you know, the community community, um, you um, make it feel like a family to everybody involved because I go to a fair amount of the events over the years I have and uh, you're the photographer and then you put out this great email with all the pictures and I feel like every event that you guys do with the ambassadors to me feels like a celebration. I think uh, one of the great parts about ARC is we are a family. We're not just a store, we're not just a company, we're a family within and I, th I think that's something that you really feel working with the company is you see what it's like to be part of something. A lot of our ambassadors, a lot of our employees, the reason why they're there is because of the community that's built. Right. You know, Seth, one of my other friends who is an ambassador, isn't he great? Seth is so awesome. Lloyd Lewis, when Lloyd, the president of ARC, was married, Seth stood up and he said kind of what you just said. He said um, to Lloyd's new wife, he said, we want, um, you know, Lloyd is like the father of ARC. He's like our dad. And so now that he married you, you're like the mother of war, uh, ARC. So welcome to the family, Mom. And I just thought, that is just right there. Dominic, you're laughing. Isn't that like a snapshot of what your the environment of ARC is like? Um, yeah. So, and I just had a chance to witness that firsthand with uh, some outpouring from the company. Really? Uh, yeah, my father just passed away about a week and a half ago, so uh, the company stepped up and really supported me. Oh, that's during, during beautiful to time. hear. I'm so sorry about you losing your dad. You're so young. I hate to see you lose him so young, but how wonderful that you work in an environment that, as you know, Erica just said, is like a family. So let's um, introduce two of your ambassadors. And again, so to me personally, um, I've met both the guys, Nick and Eric, before because I've spoken at graduation and sometimes I go to their fun events because they don't just work. They provide the ambassadors with this really neat um, community of, you know, friends. So they make a lot of friends um, with the other ambassadors as well. And and uh, let's start with you, Eric. Um, Eric, um, welcome to the show, Eric. Thank you. And which um, uh, which ARC facility do you work for? I work for East Colfax. East Colfax. And uh, tell me about working for ARC. What do you think of it? What's it like? Well, it's great. You know, like they provide you with a job and stuff. So it's real good to have a job. And I'm thankful they've helped me out. So Absolutely. I'm very, very and grateful. What do you do? And how long have you worked for ARC? Two years and a half. Two and a half years, okay. And tell us about what you do, what I'm a day is a, like for you. I'm, a, I'm the opening cashier, so I open up Tuesday through Saturday. I, I'm there from 8, 8 a.m. to 4.30, and I have to make sure the registers are ready to go, the right tags are on the computer so we could get the right discounts on there and make sure there's enough bags, make sure the go bags are put away and stuff. You have a lot so, of responsibility. Yeah. Had, had you worked anywhere before ARC? Does ARC compare like to any of your other jobs? The feeling of family obviously no, is there. I mean, this is a good place. I really like it. It feels good. Well, what a neat thing, too, to hear you say you're thankful for your job because I've heard, you know, read stats about people not really liking their jobs. And every ambassador I've talked to has talked about really enjoying working for ARC. Yeah, I'm, and it's very, it's a very good place. It's Everybody's real positive and it feels good to be around that. 
Now, we talked a little bit about um, some of the fun activities, and there's also ARC University where you guys learn new skills. Yeah. So let's talk about um, some of the things that you've done um, with ARC that are fun, because some of it's just friendship kind of stuff, like fun outings that aren't even, you know, a, a class per se. So what's some of, what are some of the fun things you've done with ARC? The movie and lunch is real fun, and bowling is fun. Oh, bowling would be fun. But you mentioned that you can really uh, bust a move on the dance floor. Well, <laughs> <laughs> you like the dancing, you said. Yeah, it, it, the dance class is a good class. We went to Cleo Parker Robinson's dance studio. Oh, she's amazing. And I had gone there when I was younger in my elementary, and we had to do a little dance, and we did one when we were for a part of the arc, too, so it was good. Oh, so at Cleo Parker, they taught you a dance. Yeah. Well, that's pretty cool. So then when you did, you did get on the dance floor, you knew what you were doing. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I love that. Or you also mentioned a couple of the classes where they teach you things. Um, you the mentioned den- The dental the- class was one of them, and then the financing class was another one. Yeah, to teach you how to deal with your check, your bills, your finances, checkbook, credit cards, any of that kind of stuff. They just kind of taught you the basics of, you know, um, taking care of your finances. Yes. Did you learn anything from that? What did you learn? Yeah, just to save money and keep it. (laughs) Yeah, keep it, right, and not spend more of it than you had. So overall, Eric, you're pretty happy? Yeah, overall, I'm very happy and thankful, like I said, about Ark. And you've got a son. You said you enjoy spending time with your son. He's six. Yeah, he's six. So. That's a fun age, isn't it? Yeah, he's, he's a real cute boy. Well, so. bet he is. Thank you. Aww. All right, so um, now that was Eric, and then we've got another ambassador here, uh, and um, Ambassador Nick. Hello, Nick. Welcome to the show. Hi. All right, so tell us uh, which uh, Ark store you work for. Parker Landing. That's my favorite, you know. Mm-hmm. You guys run a tight ship over there. It's a really nice store. Boy, I, I can't tell you all the things. Just, to, you know, if you're listening, just kind of to throw this out there. Some of the things I bought for my family there, um, a cleats for the kids because they change cleats fast for baseball. Also, um, baseball mitts, and, you know, they've changed sizes and mitts. Um, shoes, tennies. I got my my daughter some brand new high top, um, like Disney tennis shoes there the other day. And everyone's, where did you get those shoes? They're so awesome. And I've never seen another pair like them. And I only found them at ARC. Uh, pants, skirts. Um, winter, you know, like hats, and um, we get scarves there, mittens. I mean, it's crazy because we go through so many mittens. So tell us a little bit about, you do something there called rag out. So if things don't get thrown away if they don't get sold, you oh. sort them out and they repurpose uh, them? Yes. That's pretty cool. All right, tell me about some of the things that you've enjoyed with art because you have classes and you have fun events and friends. Talk about that. I like working at the ARC. And then how about uh, for fun stuff, about the dancing? Did you do that? Yeah. What about the prom? You did prom too? Tell me about prom. What was that like? What did you do there? Dance and hang out with friends. And eat. Eat. <laughs> I don't notice that you guys have a lot of food always at your events. We always do have a lot of food at our events. That's <laughs> it's one thing we uh, are, are never shy about. I starve. You don't want to starve, yeah. All right, um, and then for fun, what do you like to do, Nick, for fun? Bike riding. Bike riding. with friends. Yeah, and are a lot of your friends through ARC? Tell me about some of your friends you've made through ARC. Do you, are, are there, are, is that where you've made some of your friends, or do you have friends outside of ARC? Outside of ARC. Outside of ARC, too, yeah. How about you, Eric, going back to you just for a second? Do you, have you made uh, some of your friends through ARC as well, through the community? Yes, I, I've had number of friends there that I hang around with and stuff and we have fun together. It seems like like when I went to graduation, does almost everybody know each other? Did the, the ambassadors, did most of them know each other? Yeah, <laughs> yes, because when we get together, the different stores, we yeah. talk to each other and stuff. So like I know Seth from JCRS and Lori. 
two mm. of my buddies. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I oh, I have to tell you guys. So I, when I was at the um, last art graduation, it's going to make me cry. You know, you know, I love Lori. <laughs> and Lori told me once, oh, she yeah. said, you know, I'm very smart. I said, I'm aware. And she said, I'm also <laughs> very funny. I'm like, yes, I know that too. And she wrote me a beautiful letter. You know, she's a poet. And so as I was posing for a picture, she leaned over and I leaned over to her and she said, I want you to know I love you, Angie. And I said, I love you too. I, I didn't know what I know you do. She does. It just felt so good to be, I don't know. I love to do your events because everyone's so genuine and I feel that um, the ambassadors are always so honest with me, you know, and they, I love how they te tease the president, Lloyd Lewis. They, they definitely give Lloyd a little <laughs> bit of a hard time. They, they hassle him frequently. I think it's good to keep him in check with that. <laughs> um, they're, they're wonderful. I think one of the, the greatest things for me is when I'm having a bad day, I can go into any of our stores and find any ambassadors who are working, and I know that they genuinely care that my day is okay. Mm -hmm. and, and they're there to help give me a hug or just a little bit of reassurance about whatever's going on in life um, and, and help make any day brighter. Yeah, I agree. Dominic, you're saying mm-hmm and nodding. Well, most of them are out to get Lloyd's job, so... <laughs> about teasing him. He's pointing towards Eric right now. <laughs> you know, um, one, one of the girls that's been on, uh, one of the ambassadors has been on, I just really took a shine to. I think she was one of the first um, gals that came in, and I knew her pa her parents, and her father recently passed away. And so she came and found me at graduation, and she was crying, and she said, I just want you to know that I, lo I lost my dad. And, you know, I hugged her, and she said, but I'm I'm trying to, to do better, and, you know, I'm starting to feel better. You know who yeah, I'm talking that's about? Beth Berzik. Beth, yeah. And uh, I just was so touched by her sincerity and love and her honesty that, you know, she wanted to share that with me and how much she misses them because she's very close to her parents. And they, I mean, literally I saw them everywhere together. No less than 10 events had I seen them as a family out together and it was the three of them. So she's really adjusting to that. And I just love her. I love, you know, her honesty and, you know, how I, I feel like art gives, um, some of the ambassadors the ability to really shine when other organizations might not but what I'm really thrilled by um, recently we did an interview with Laridan and Laridan also helps facilitate for people who are differently differently abled and she talked about um, you know many other companies starting to open the door um, to see when you see how well the ambassadors do at um, the art stores and how successful the company is I think it really opens people's eyes to other opportunities and recently I saw um, a really neat good news story because I'm constantly looking for them and it was about a young man with autism and his dad said you know what I'm gonna start a business sur surrounding creating a job for my son and uh, so all of the car washers all of the guys that work in the car washing it's a big I mean like they're like 24 you know guys working there um, have autism and they have such a knack for you know the, the rep repetitive activity that they're so good at it and uh, so now his dad has a successful company based solely around his son and then the other story that um, you know Lloyd knew about was um, a young man with Down syndrome and his dad started a restaurant for him because he'd worked at I believe Applebee's and the manager told his dad when your son works we make more money than any other night because people come in here to see him just like they go to ARC because you probably have people um, Eric that come specifically in and say hey Eric I was gonna check and see if you're working I wanted to say hi right you make friends with yes. the customers so this young man his dad thought well if he's that got that good at you know a big company restaurant I'm gonna start a restaurant for him and he gives out hugs he has a hug counter he's made the national news and uh, we got to interview him, and uh, he said, he told me at night, he has giant canisters that supercharge his arms for hugging to make him a hugging machine. <laughs> who wouldn't want to go to that restaurant? Yep. Sounds like an amazing place. <laughs> I, I think one thing with 
a lot of our ambassadors is they're some of the most dedicated employees. Great point, Erica. They, they are there every day and they're excited to be there. Um, they, they don't make excuses. They're, they're committed employees and they're so proud of, of what they do. And I think something that ARC is wonderful about is really looking at everybody's skills and seeing how they can grow their abilities and see how far we can push someone yeah, to be better. Like Eric was talking about all the added responsibilities he has. I mean, that's, you know, that's a lot of responsibilities in his job as an ambassador and also, you know, Nick and what he does. And I love it that you do look at their abilities. That's another thing my ambassador friend Lori said at a prior job, um, she has cerebral palsy and she can't use her hands very well. She can't really even feed herself very easily. So they gave her a job where she had to make things with her hands. So all day long, here's a woman that can barely use her hands and she's getting paid by the piece. So she said she'd cry and she was so sad. But at ARC, they would never have her do that. At ARC, she shines with her best um, her best asset. She's a greeter. She's a greeter, I mean. People come in because they want to see her. Exactly, and she knows that. Mm -hmm. She knows that. And that's, Eric actually started out in the brick brack department two and a half years ago. And he's progressed through a few different jobs with um, the Colfax store to being a cashier. Yeah, I started at the brick brick and sorting the different brick brick stuff. Also, then I went to the showcase and then I got hired to be a cashier. And so, so as you grew and learned more, they gave you more responsibility. Has that been fun to move up to different jobs? Yeah, it has. It, it's a good feeling that yeah. they, they trust you to do a good job. And a sense of pride. Does it give you a sense of pride? Yes, it does. It should. You yeah. should be proud of yourself. Thank you. You're welcome. All right. All right, Dominic, you arrange a lot of these things. You are, um, you are not new with the job as uh, the ambassador relations manager. You've been in around, what, a year now? Almost a year, yes. Yeah. So talk about some of the things you plan and the uh, you know, job satisfaction you get of that, because you've been honest with me. You love the job. Oh, yes, I love this job. I can't, I can't say enough about it. Um, so we have 10 ARC University classes this year. Um, the next one's going to be Spanish. And our vice president of operations, Eric Martinez, will be teaching that class. Excellent. And it should be interesting. Um, and one of the other classes that are, that's coming up is going to be photography. Oh, and that'll be you, Erica. I will be oh, teaching the photography class. I want to be on class. that list because Dominic includes me on the list for things. Well, I will definitely to send that, that to you. That'll, it'll be a wonderful <laughs> class. A lot of our ambassadors love, love taking pictures. Yeah. And if you follow any of them on Facebook... They have pictures of all sorts of different things. So I do. I do follow several of them, and I, you're right. They do have great pictures. So we're going to work with that a little bit, really focusing in on a lot of things that they can do either with their cell phones because that seems to be most people's common um, you, you know, camera these days. That's true. And so we'll look at that, and then we'll also look at any other cameras that, that any of the in individuals have to see kind of what, what skills we can grow for everyone. Yeah, love that. All right, what else are we going to learn at ARC well, University, Dominic? Uh, to round it out, we're going to be learning about transportation, a lot of our employees use transportation and like public transportation how to get places on the bus and there's a lot of waiting involved because some of the buses are special buses I know Lori's bus you have to wait but then some of the guys and gals can just take the regular old bus system yeah. okay what else um, relationship and boundaries that oh. was a pop popular class last year okay I like that yep. Um, and we also have ha um, house cleaning and sign language. I don't want to do the house cleaning class, but I do <laughs> like the, the photography class. <laughs> I'm with you on that one. <laughs> I love, I'm teasing. I just hate to clean. Eric's like, Nick, you guys are laughing at me. It's not my, my husband, no, I'd like to put him in that class, <laughs> okay. the house cleaning. Yeah. Yeah, so I'm in that class too. 
things. Well, I just have to say, I, I feel so blessed by my, my relationship with ARC. I've gotten so attached to what you guys do and, and you know, really um, uh, um, attached to not just your organization, but the ambassadors and the employees, you guys too. So I feel really blessed to get to be part of it. So I really appreciate when you guys come in. Do you have fun, Nick? Was it nice coming in? Fine. Yeah, was it fun? How about you, Eric? Was yeah. it, you have a Thank good time? You. Yeah. You're welcome. You guys have such good manners. Uh-huh. <laughs> All right, Erica uh, and Dominic, where should we go to get more information? Because you need things. You need things like donations. There's that buck a bag. If people want to um, raise money for your school or nonprofit, you'll get a dollar for every bag you donate to ARC. Um, And, you know, we can go there and shop with a purpose. I love to shop at your stores. You've got great stuff. We have a website, which is arcthrift.org, A-R-C-T-H-R-I-F-T dot org. Arcthrift.org, that's easy. Dominic, you're starting to talk more on the radio. You were, sh- you were shy the first time you came in here. Are you getting used to it? The more I do it, yeah. Maybe I'll open up next time. You never know. <laughs> you did, you silly goose. You're doing great. All right, thanks for coming in, Arc people, my friends. Appreciate it. Thank, Thank you for you. having us. Thank nice. you, Rowan. Thanks, Be right back with the good news. We know Christ loves us, and he gave his son for us. His love lives on 810 KLVZ. I don't know about you, but I love to shop and I love a good deal. And my husband likes it when I get a good deal. You have to know about ARC Thrift Stores. On Saturdays, most items are half off. My friend Frances Owens, who's the former First Lady you may know, also works for ARC. And she and I kind of have a running competition. Yes, we do. Now, what are some of the good deals you've gotten recently? Well, I just got a Dooney and Burke briefcase for $25. They run around three to $400. Perfect condition. I saw an Armani bag in there recently. I didn't get that one, but that was an incredible deal. I did get the coach bag, <sighs> brand new with the tag still on it. It was worth about $200. Yep. And I paid, uh, I think it was $20. Well, I just have to say thank you to the people that are donating these things. Oh my gosh. There are so many amazing pieces you can find. They've got 22 locations, and your website is, if they want to find a location, www.arcthrift.org. And all the money helps people with disabilities. So you spend money, and it goes to a great cause. Yay! Well, if you want to attain your dreams and you want to reach your goals, Carrie Conley is the woman to do it. And we just had a great seminar. Boy, that was fun, and we learned so much. We It was a life changer, was it not? It changed my life last year and once again this year. Very inspirational. It's such a reward for me, Angie, when I see people, not only when I work with them one-on-one or in my small mastermind groups, but when you've got 200 people in a room and you can see them, I can see all their faces when I say something or somebody else says something where you can just know that that hit them to the core. And they made a huge shift in their life. And that's what it's all about. Well, you've really guided me in my career, achieving some of the goals that, you know, I had in mind over the last year. You helped me write it all down. If people want to work with you in the future, how do they get in touch with you and how do they work with you on achieving their goals, Carrie? Right. So the best way to reach me is just through my website, infinitenation.com. And what I do is run mastermind groups that I bring people into for the year and help them achieve their goals, build their business, infinitenation.com. Thanks, Carrie. Thank you. Hey, it's Angie. I have a wonderful event to tell you about. You can go with your friends. It's called the Mad Hatter's Ladies Lunch and Fundraiser. And here's the deal. It helps Life Choices. And we are very good friends with Life Choices here at The Good News. They help so many women who are facing a difficult decision about pregnancy. And they offer so much love and encouragement to these women. So here's the Mad Hatter's Luncheon information. They will help Life Choices. You can go with your friends, do a good deed, and have fun. Saturday, March 21st, 11 to 1.30. That's at the North Glen Christian Church. 
Research. And the guest speaker, you may recognize this name from Duck Dynasty. Corey Robertson is the mother of the speaker. The speaker is Chris Howard. And Chris herself knows a little bit about books. She's edited and co-written over 100 books, and she's authored nine books. And again, that's Chris Howard, mother of Duck Dynasty star Corey Robertson. And uh, she'll be speaking at the Mad Hatter's Ladies Lunch and Fundraiser to benefit Life Choices. You can go for more information to lifechoices.org. Hi, it's Angie Austin. Have you ever thought about mentoring someone? Well, guess what? We need you. The Denver Rescue Mission needs mentors for kids and adults. Hello, Alexa with the Denver Rescue Mission. So how can we help you? Uh, You can sign up to be a mentor for a child or an adult, um, people who are um, in one of the Denver Rescue Mission programs. um, And you basically sign up at denverrescuemission.org. And for mentoring, there's a little bit more involved. You may have to do a background check in some of those things. But it's a, a few times a month commitment. And you can spend, you know, an hour or so with a kiddo or an adult and really pour into their lives a little bit when they've come from some some situations in their lives and just be a friend. Yeah, be a friend. And you've been mentoring someone and you find mentoring that young gal very satisfying. I do. I'm mentoring a 14-year-old girl and it's been just a blast. So I really encourage you to, you know, look into it. And give us your website again. DenverRescueMission.org Proclaiming the love of Christ. 810 KLVZ, where love lives. Welcome back to the good news. You know, the um, topic of homosexuality is talked a lot about in the media. And uh, we have an expert here to speak with us today. Ann Polk has been interviewed on TV and radio, magazine. She's been talking about this for about 20 years. She's been on the Oprah Winfrey Show, Good Morning America, CBS Evening News, The 700 Club, and I could go on and on, People Magazine, et cetera, et cetera. And she is uh, the executive director and board member of the Restored Hope Network. And, you know, if this is an issue in your family, this is probably an interview uh, that you may want to listen to or if it's, you know, something that affects uh, and impacts your life as well. Welcome to the show, Ann Polk. Hi, Ann. Hi, Angie. Thanks so much for having me. You are welcome. So you mentioned to me that this is something you've you've spoken about for years. Now, let's go ahead and just talk about your passion behind this topic and why this is something important to you uh, at the Restored Hope Network. You bet. Well, I myself came out of homosexuality. Um, I came to the Lord at the age of 19 and at that point gave my all for his all, and then walked out uh, my life in discipleship. Honestly, learned a lot along the way. Um, So it's a personal passion because I have uh, experienced the transforming power of Jesus in my life. Um, And at the time, there was not much help available. Nobody knew about it. It was the best-kept secret, and sure sure enough, it's the same thing today. So it's my passion to get the news out for families and particularly for those who are struggling with same-sex attraction, that um, they don't have to be confined in the endless struggle, but rather um, there's hope. There's a lot of hope, actually, and there's a lot more resources than you would think are available. Now, when you talk about, you know, that you were um, in that same-sex attraction lifestyle um, when you were young and that at 19 things changed, talk about what did lead you to the Lord. I'm curious um, what, you know, prompted you to seek, you know, uh, seek that that, that faith in your life. Well, um, I, I had actually grown up in a church environment, but I'd never heard the gospel in the sense of God's forgiveness for sinners, and by the way, you are one. <laughs> so, I mean, there's some essentials of the gospel that we're missing, and that's a tragic point, um, having grown up around a very liberal church environment. 
um, as I went away to college and found myself um, understanding scripture and also understanding my desires, I realized that they were something was got something had to give. And so I threw God out. Meanwhile, he wasn't so easily thrown out, um, thankfully. And um, over that time, I essentially went through something like Solomon, where you try out everything and there's no real limit to anything. And that's when I realized that my life was spinning out of control. And I was getting depressed and there was no bottom. I mean, there was simply no boundaries or structure to my life any longer. When I think- and at that point... Go ahead. I, I became very open to um, what is good and evil. Clearly, evil is succeeding in our world. And, and uh, anyway, Christianity actually came full turn to the point of being not only credible by those who are arguing it on campus, but um, supreme, supreme in answering the key questions that I was asking at that time. So out of curiosity, how did your life change in terms of the way you felt as a person? Was there like some, once you, you know, embraced Christianity, did you feel different in your heart as well as making life changes, you know, in terms of, you know, the way that you lived your life at the time? Yeah, you bet. Um, Actually, I did. There were a number of things that changed right off the bat. I used to swear like a sailor, especially when I played tennis. And honestly, that kind of thing, disappeared overnight. Oh. It just went away. It wasn't a matter of struggle. It was a matter of it was gone. Interesting. Um, and then my conscience was activated in a powerful way. So if I, if I sinned against somebody, um, even by, um, I don't know, I was playing an intramural game and someone asked me to knock down the best player and I did and I felt so guilty. It was like, it was it was very profound. I had I just felt terrible. I could have wept. Yeah. <laughs> and I went to that person and and apologized and asked their forgiveness, and that was completely out of character for me. Really. So amazing things were happening. There were there were testimony in my soul. My my life had light in it. I had joy. For uh, it felt like I was plugged into the wall, like an appliance who was sitting there on the counter. It's actually no better than a doorstop until you actually plug it into the wall, yeah. and then it becomes the blender or the toaster or whatever. Well, guess what? That was my life. I was just a doorstop, essentially. And um, when the Holy Spirit, the God who created me, uh, came and cleansed me, well, and I surrendered myself to him, he came into my life. And at that point, I became a better version of Anne, a lot better. <laughs> Wow. I love to hear stories like just that, you know, right away in your heart, you felt it. And that uh, I love that analogy of, you know, you're like a toaster or that, you know, you needed to be plugged in in order for your your life to really work. Uh, That's a really cool visual, I think. So let's talk about, you know, your work at the Restored Hope Network. These are people who voluntarily come to you who are saying, I'm confused and I need help and I'm I'm, I'm not happy with my current lifestyle. Let's talk about that. That's right. Um, you know, there are certain things like swearing that disappeared immediately, other things that went on for a long time, and I, I learned how to win against certain struggles. And I think there's a maturing process. What I came to realize is that homosexuality is really a relational issue. It's not um, a lot of other things, like a lot of other things. It's a relational issue versus a sexual issue. Um, there are things out of whack, like bones out of alignment in the back. Well, guess what? In relationship, there are some things that have to be correctively taken care of and matured. 
Well, I, wa- I want to make yeah. sure people can find you, Anne. We could probably talk about this for an hour, but I'm just I'm inspired just um, by the joy that I hear in your heart uh, in terms of you know you walking out your life for the Lord. So, Anne Paul, um, how do we reach you and find your book? Uh, you're with the Restored Hope Network. Go ahead. That's right, Angie. I have a book that covers this and a whole lot more, and it's called Restoring Sexual Identity, Hope for Women Who Struggle with Same-Sex Attraction. You can find it on Amazon or on a lot of other places. And your website? Um, RestoredHopeNetwork.org. Excellent. And Paul, thank you so much for joining us on The Good News. I really was inspired by your story. Thank you. Thanks for listening to The Good News with Angie Austin. Find the podcast of past shows at AngieAustinRadio.com. With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.